Support Black Podcast. Slip on a red shirt and beam aboard the USS Internet for all things Trek. The Red Shirts Podcast, available on redshirtspodcast.lipson.com, where three cool guys aren't afraid to don the dreaded Star Trek red and let it all hang out. Join Craig, Q Storm, and Big Sexy for anything and everything involving the world of Star Trek. Check them out on iTunes. Check them out on Stitcher Radio. Check them out where you find podcasts. The Red Shirt Podcast. Remember, support Black Podcasts. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for a brand spanking Thursday night with the Black Triple. Hello. <laughs> My name is Len, aka the Bat Triple. And as always, I am joined in this lovely studio by her. Oh, hey, what's up? Don't mind me. My headphones don't match my outfit, but it's okay. I'm Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as the Storm Triple, coming to you live from the 215 till the day I die. Yes. And we've got him. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dark Joker's in Triple. Still waiting for that new Mutants movie. I know it's going to get released. 2021, it's a year for it. Woohoo! Let's go! Yeah, I'll give it that. And we've got that guy. Peace and blessings and salad dressings. This is your man, our son, the voice of reason, aka the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, repping the Malcolm Comics and Coffee House, moving into your basement just because I needed some extra room for all these toys. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have. Here's the big body Broku, Swole Brother number one, Uncle Muscle in the building. How y'all doing? It's the Super Saiyan Triple. Much love. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? All of you out there following us, action figure expert, as always, chiming in. How are you doing, my 
my good man. We have, we think, a interesting conversation for you this evening, ladies and gentlemen, as we're going to be reviewing a lot of the news that came out of this past weekend's Comic-Con at home, whatever news there was. We're going to pretty much uh, decide whether or not Comic-Con was, Comic-Con at home was a success or not. You be the judge. We're going to have our own opinions. We want to hear your opinions. We want to read your opinions and share them in the Tribble Nation Facebook group chat line, as well as on YouTube. All of you following us, Theona uh, is chiming in. Hey, Theona, how you doing? Welcome, welcome to each and every one of you tonight. Uh, And we're also going to get into some... You know, just other conversation like we do every Thursday night. That's what the Tribbles do. We we just start rambling and talking. And we actually kicked it off before the mic, just before the microphones turned on. As a matter of fact, the mere 20 seconds before the microphones came came on. And because Randy brought this up twice, that means it seems to be for, first and foremost on his head. He seems to want to put it politely in FCC terms. Mm-hmm. Take a deuce on the southern tip of the United States that we call Florida. So, without any further ado, I will turn things over to the Super Tribble, Randy, aka Arson, the voice of reason. What's on your mind, brother? I haven't wanted a whole lot. I've kind of decided to. We're going to, in the grand scheme of time, 2020 is going to have the biggest asterisk ever. (laughs) But, but, we got some sports back. Phillies came back, you know, watched the first couple games, and it was, all right, they lost the games. But, first two games, we played the Miami Marlins. Oh, wait, Miami in Florida, the home of the the literal home of the coronavirus now. like it moved down <laughs> it has a retirement home in florida these clowns had positive tests and brought their positive test behind the philly we didn't have any positive tests we still only have two right as far as the team as, yes there's none of the players one coach and one uh one one of the people that works in the clubhouse right So we played the first three games. They put came out with like 19 people got got the got the virus in, on the Marlins. They canceled our Yankee series. The uh, we were supposed to play the Blue Jays. That got postponed. Y'all could have stayed home. There was four players, four people in the in the organization that that already had it. Right, they were already positive. Let somebody know. They let the MLB know, and the MLB was like, "Nah, y'all go ahead. It's cool." Like somebody, somebody in all of this thinking should be like, maybe we should not. Let's why don't we do something else? You just ruined my Philly season. I was getting excited about the Phillies. It's good excited to have about them back. what? About what? Those terrible losses that we suffered the past couple days? Were Listen, you watching the same games I was? Because I did watch them. I, I did watch them. And you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right with that. I'm I'm good. It was it was it was baseball. It was sports, for God's sake, man. It was sports. That's all I really needed. I've been watching Korean baseball and soccer and, and exhibition basketball. I was I was watching, listen, in March and April when they were showing uh, NBA 2K20 games on television, 
I was watching them and yelling at the screen, like, how is that not a foul? Oh, my God. None of these people <laughs> oh, are alive. He's as old. That's how Jones and I am. So you're going to give me three games of baseball, and then Florida's going to be like, oh, by the way, get some of this. They, they, they screwed us twice, bro. They twice. screwed us twice. They beat two. They won the series, and then they just going to leave a little a little sprinkling of COVID. Yeah, right, right here. Like, on the one hand, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that in that they could have stayed their raggedy behinds home for all this, okay? I could have kept them two losses and everything. Y'all could have stayed home for all that. But we have to look at the silver lining, right? If there's nothing else that this uh, state of society has taught us is to try to look for the silver lining in other ways. I am totally okay with not facing the Yankees after their performance this past weekend. I feel like this is an opportunity for y'all to sit down, maybe review some plays, (laughs) maybe look at some things, go over some notes that you've had extra time to look at. And maybe get their game together. Thank God for D.D. Gregorius. Can we right. talk about him for a minute? Yeah, yeah there, were great, there were loads of other hits, especially in the game that I watched or paid attention to this weekend. Like, there was loads of that. But everybody's talking about um, Phil, Bruce. Everybody's talking about uh, who else had a couple homers? J.T. Real Muto. They're, they're talking about everybody else except D.D. Gregorius. And I, I wonder why, why that could be. George Carmona says you weren't desperate for sports if you weren't watching marble races. The marble races. There were actually marble races. Wait, really, dude? Yes. Yes. Y'all need help. Yes. (laughs) Y'all need real help. I have not experienced none of this. I I, luckily I watch MMA, so I've just been watching a lot of fights. They're still going on. Yeah, dude. So, so wait a minute. Bugs Bunny didn't come out and just cut Florida off. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about okay. to head I, down thought, there I, know, I thought Florida was on Flipping Island at this point. I tend to agree with Kennedy that may, the silver lining is that the Phillies, as raggedy as the highlights have, have been, because I haven't really watched the games, but as raggedy as the highlights have been, and if, if what the Yankees have been doing is to be believed, they maybe, like, you know, dodged a bullet not having to play – the, uh, the Yankees right no, now. You're absolutely right. There's no way that they are psychologically ready <laughs> to play the Yankees after having their behinds handed to them by them dusty behind, raggedy behind, crusty, ache. What is... When I tell you they're not ready, I don't I don't understand what else they need. Like, what, what else do you need? Do you need time? Because you've had months of time to get your life together. Do you need extenuating circumstances to extend that time? You've had that, too. Do you need um, a Yankees manager to get your acting gear? Well, you got that. So what's up? What do you need? What do you need? Why? why how, what, what can I do as a Philadelphian, as a ticket payer, Right, that goes on to pay their salaries. What can I do to help you suck less? Oh well. Well, hey, it, like Randy said, at least baseball is back. Um, baseball this, came back tonight too. It, it's, it's a bad day in baseball when the A's are doing better than the Phillies, bro. The A's handled the Angels this this weekend. Did they? Nice. Well, there you they go. didn't sweep them. I'll be clear, <laughs> but they won. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, the one the one last thing I gotta bring this up. 
So the basketball season, uh, NBA started tonight. Uh, WNBA started either last night or two nights ago. And you know how the NBA is doing their thing. They, you know, they got the little, they got the Black Lives Matter showing across the floor. And, you know, cats got messages on the back of jerseys. It's cool. Uh, you know, God bless those guys, you know, doing anything. And at the beginning of the game, all of the players, coaches, and refs all knelt during the national anthem. It's a big deal. Cool. I dig that. I appreciate that. What they didn't mention is that two nights ago during the WNBA opener, the New York Liberty and the, was it the Seattle Storm. Mm-hmm. They walked off the court. Wow. When they anthem started. They did a moment of silence for Breonna Taylor, 26 seconds, because that was her number. And then they bounced. It was like, whoop, and all of them. So when the anthem was over, everybody just came back? Yes. Wow. Yes. It was like, all right, we're back. I'm going to go ahead fix my shoes real quick. I was like, okay, well done, ladies. Well done. It was, it was, it was, it was uber gangster. Very, very I can, impressive. I can empathize with that. I, I stopped going to ball games uh, before the first inning because I don't want to have to explain myself while I'm why I'm kneeling. You know what I mean? Granted, that's in South Philly, and those stakes are a little different. I mean, you, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. you got to worry about Tommy Sansone and them down there. You know, um, yeah, you might get hit in the mouth with a sandwich or something. Right for for being an American citizen. Um, yeah, that's gangster. That's, that's gangster as, as hell. And I, you got to think about it because, like, all this stuff is superficial, right? It doesn't solve the ultimate problem. Like, we're still experiencing systemic oppression at, at alarming rates um, in, a, in a number of different arenas. And I thought about that today because I was angry about all of it. Like, I don't care about a mural. I don't care about a street name. I don't care about, you know, what number is on your jersey. But then I, I really had to sit back and think about it. It's like, that's not, all of those movements, all of those gestures, they're not for me. They're not for us. They're not that's for people right. who know. You know what I mean? Those are for the people who still aren't wearing masks in rural Pennsylvania. Right. You know? Right. Those are for the people who try to discriminate on their coworkers because they wear natural hair to the workplace. You know what I mean? So, I, I I hear what you're saying, Randy, and it's definitely impactful. I just I just am suspending excitement for that kind of stuff for when the actual change occurs. I feel you on that. I th- and I, I definitely can uh, ride with you with that uh, feeling. Okay. Um, I think the point that Randy is bringing up, though is a very important one because there's been so much attention put on what the NBA has been doing as far as being face first with all of their social, social justice uh, uh, plans and strategies and, and, and conversation that they, they have had. And they have been upfront about that. And they have been very forward thinking and that led first and foremost by the players who are predominantly black men. However, I do think that there needs to be equal attention and in in some degree even more attention brought on to the solidarity, the ever unflinching solidarity that black women have had for this movement 
and so many other more worthwhile movements that when they do something as gangster as walking off the court the way that they did, that that should be shouted from the rooftops even louder than any... Like, like I didn't hear about that until after I heard about the the Republican senator who has been, you know, bad-mouthing about wearing masks, and finally he, he caught COVID, and now all of a sudden he's, he's you know, he's, he's down with the mask, the mask parade. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I heard about that about three or four times before I heard about the gangster move that the WNBA um, made. So I think that that's something that just needs to be shouted out loud and continue to be shouted out out loud just just the way that you know we should always still be trying to represent for brianna taylor's name being out there so uh i'm down with both uh, at the end of the day i stand with both of y'all for what y'all saying all right ladies and gentlemen uh we are going to get into our main topic of the night which is comic-con at home which happened this past weekend um and it's still ongoing. It's still right up there on YouTube because it was on YouTube all weekend long. Now, what it was was basically the panels that people would be flocking to at, uh, at Comic-Con at this time of year, usually every year in San Diego. As many of those panels as they could make happen were pre-recorded and posted to Comic-Con's YouTube page for people to watch pretty much all week long. Now, they went up strategically. Some went up on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But um, the panels were up there for people to watch. They were all pre-recorded. And unlike in past years, there weren't a whole lot of you know, um, new trailers and announcement and release dates and, and everything like that. Uh, what are they going to say? Coming to, coming soon, 2021. Right, right. You know? Uh, black people still getting killed by cops. Coming to a theater near you. Bam, 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 bam. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like pretty much the only things that they could uh, announce um, a release date for were things that either were already shot and it was just a matter of them being edited. So those things could be being done remotely. And so, like, uh, they're ready to drop. And they're going to be on TV or some type of streaming service. So they don't have to worry about, you know, people congregating to a movie theater. So they, it's either those things or it's things that are animated that can still be produced and actually filmed remotely because that's how, for the most part, in the last 10, 15 years, maybe even 20 years, that's how a lot of animation is done remotely. You know what I mean? So um, before we get in on whether or not this was a success or not, I thought it would be interesting to just go through some of those big things that came that came out of Comic-Con. Dante alluded to one of them earlier which was, it looks like Fox's new Mutants movie will return again 
for the first time <laughs> after this movie, which I believe, and Dante, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this movie was filmed and completed in 2018. Yes. Well, they actually, they, uh, I think they went back and added parts too. Okay. Because there was parts that, that were left on a cutting room floor and then he actually got to add them back. Uh, I forget the director's name, but he went to get Adam back in. Well, that's only because it got pushed. Right. It got pushed well, because of the pending sale of 20th Century Fox and, to, to D- Disney. Right. And yeah, because I think like Marvel was like, all right, you can go ahead and put this stuff back in that you want to add. Because originally they were going to have uh, War, uh, Warlock in it, but they had to cut him out. They were going to have Storm Professor X in there, but they cut him out as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. There's, I think they're shooting for next month, but I don't know how they're going to do it because the way that it's weird how that contract is for that. It has to. It's, so when it was first set up, it has to go to movie theaters first before they can put it on anything like VOD. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's actually is still scheduled to be released August 28th, 2020. The New Mutants movie, uh, which was directed by Josh Boone, starring Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fan, Anya, uh, Game of Thrones fame, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Hinton, Alice Braga, Blue Hunt, and Henry Zaga. The film is about a a group of young mutants held in a secret facility who fight to save themselves. And it was the first... The Marvel-ish movie, because it wasn't a Marvel movie, it was definitely a, a 20th Century Fox movie built and kind of fit in their, their X-Men universe of that time. It was the first one that looked like it was going to have more of a, I don't want to say necessarily a straight-up horror uh, motif to it, but definitely a darker tone to the to the film. And then... With the sale of 20th Century Fox to Disney, there was talk that they might actually Disney might actually make them lighten the tone of the movie, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yo, no. I, I was so nervous. I thought she was going to say they was going to lighten the tone of somebody else. I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, no, the line must be drawn here. No, no, no. They weren't. They they weren't going to go that far. Fortunately, George. <gasps> fortunately, George George Lucas wasn't producing this, so they um. <laughs> <laughs> they uh oh god they they look at, look at randy he, he he hates when i take george lucas shots but um i don't know i don't know who he lightened he didn't anyway so anyway um so it looks like it's finally actually going to see the light of day and dante you sounded very excited about this you are very excited to see the new mutants movie yeah, it's a demon bear story. Like that—that's a great story to even make the new mutants of. Like that's the best story right there to start off with. Because this was a originally supposed to be a three-part movie, and I and I was hoping for the best for it. Everybody was like, "Nah, nah, nah." All the X-Men movies from Fox have been garbage. You know what? Whatever. I'm still gonna go see it. I'm still gonna go support it. And that new piece that they showed from Comic Con made look made me even more excited. I know it's not coming out in August. But it made me more excited to go see it because there's no way the movie theater is open in August. Yeah, no way. Well, the movies don't do technically if they are able to open it up on a limited run in August, that w- will give them the license to d- then drop it on uh, streaming. So 
I was supposed to go see Respect. Got a free ticket to go see Respect. The Aretha Franklin to... movie. Right. Last uh, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. They had they had everything on there talking about, like, this is COVID. You know, we're doing a COVID. If you have COVID, you know, let us know. You can't come. Or, you know, this that. They had some, I guess, I don't know how they had it set up and how it was going to be set up. But they canceled it. So this has me hope. This has, like, less hope for me, like, this movie's going to come out in August. So Theona Lewis has a good point in the chat. <clears throat> she says, I'm jealous for the international audiences, which will be watching summer blockbusters before the U.S. I didn't even think of that. Oh, word. No, they changed the dates for most of them. They changed the dates for most of the international movies. Yeah. 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 The only one I think that is um, right now looks like it's going to get an international release before it opens in the United States is uh, Tenet. By, um, Which is what she mentioned by name, yeah. yeah. And I just, I just drew a blank on the director's name. Um, oh God, what's his name? You got to do Batman. Um, yeah, he- I know they, they, they make, ter- they have terrible hospitals. <laughs> if, if tenant hospitals are still in your area, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> trust me, I know that from the inside out. I can't get into detail, but trust me when I tell you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, tenant Christopher it, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Yes. Thank you, thank you. John David Washington. Is this Denzel's son? Yes, yep. yes, it is. Yep. Hold on, let me look at him. Let me look. Let me see what young Denzel looking like. Oh, okay. I see you with the zaddy beard. You Let's did, go. You haven't been watching him. He was in. Um, he was in Black Klansman, yep. and he's also the star on Ballers with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rock yeah, on no, HBO. I'm not a Ballers fan at all. You know this from me. Right. Well, well, Klansman, however, is amazing. Yeah, he was yes. good in Black Klansman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tenet looks interesting. Here's the thing about Tenet. Tenet looks inter- interesting and I can ride with Fiona, like, jealous that it's going to be released overseas before we do and, and I think that's opening it up to some danger of some big piracy happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but as cool as it looked, like I wasn't like revved up to go see Tenant. You know what I mean? I mean it looked good, but it didn't look like like oh my god, I gotta go check out this movie. You know what I mean? But it, I mean you can say the same thing for Inception. I mean like when they show a trailer, it's like oh okay, you know things are flipping around. This looks kind of interesting. Nah, nah. Incept- Inception's trailer, man. Had everybody high. like right. yo when that city but was bending. Like, when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this is really yo. You, really, I think when you see it, when you see a Christopher Nolan film, like the trailers kind of give you a little bit of hype for it. But when you go and actually sit down and see it, then that's when you like you're really hyped for it. Like you're like, okay. But that's I'm what I'm saying. The trailer for Tenant didn't get me hyped. Really? I, I was kind of digging it. No, it looked good, but it didn't get me. It, like, for, look at it this way. I'm not jealous that it's going to be open and overseas. Let's put it that way. It, it didn't get me that hyped. You know? I mean, I've, I've, I ride for you. I would have liked for it to open here. Trust me, Christopher Nolan, he's been fighting. He, he, oh, yes. he they pushed this movie back like about six times because he wants it to be in the theaters. He doesn't want it to stream first. He doesn't want it to go to HBO Max. He doesn't want it to... If he can help it, kick it back to 2021. He wants it opened in 2020 in oh, theaters. Oh, oh. And Someone wants his way. Some white man wants his way. Oh, oh, oh. Well, now, oh. to hear him t- tell it, though, his 
the reason why he is so adamant about it being shown in the film in the theaters is because he is trying to save the theater experience for people because it is very easy for people to just fall into the luxury of just watching a movie, even a brand new movie at home on their television. Yeah, and especially if it's safer to stay behind in the house. Yeah, that's what like, we do. Like, I, I appreciate wanting to preserve a theatrical experience. There is certainly nothing like it, right? I will give him that, but um, they also got projectors on, on the internet now that you could pay $20 for and stream whatever you want. You know, like I, I, I get that. I get wanting to preserve an art form for the sake of art. But if that means you're, you know, opening up a space for people to get sick and then die or get sick and infect other people. Priorities. Very true. Very true. Hey, uh, Randy, George Kimono, yeah. uh, in regards to my George, my uh, George Lucas shot uh-huh. he, in the chat, he references that. George, uh, George Lucas lightened Darth Vader because we all know when Luke was taking off that mask, a black man was supposed to be there. Who knows that? George. Oh, here we go. <laughs> George said that. He, George said it. George, George, George says George Lucas told him at the Council of Georges that <laughs> there's no way I'm going to have it a black a man underneath that mask. A George Summit. <laughs> they happen from time to time. So, I'm just, I'm just saying, George, George, George said it was so. Anyway, um, Hal2814, Green Lantern Triple, says, my man cave is just as good as the movie theater, and I can pause the movie to pee and get another drink. That's yeah. the, and and I, I ride with him on that. Trust me, I do. But that <laughs> is what Christopher Nolan is fighting for. He, 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 it, his argument is that it is so easy to lose that theater experience. I don't know if you can see me. Wait, wait, wait. Ugh. Yeah, man. Like, I, so great. Okay. Preserving an art form is important. But if nobody's around to consume the art, what difference does it make? See, now, if the, if George Lucas and, and George Lucas, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> knows you're talking about. <laughs> we know. We George know. of the mind. <laughs> All good. If George, Jesus, if Christopher <laughs> Nolan <laughs> and Warner Brothers were smart about it, right? If they if they really wanted to open this up in the United States, they would go to the big they go to New York, Los Angeles, let's just throw Philly in there, throw Philly a bone. They'd pick a couple of states, they go to Texas, a couple of places in the Midwest. They'd find maybe a hundred places in the United States. And set up a drive-in theater to screen tenant. Make it event watching on a drive in a drive-in on a huge screen where everybody can be socially distanced inside their car, let people pay a ticket to, to get in, but they can bring their own food. So like so. You just you're paying the money just for the screen and for the film, and that's a way making it event of tenant. Now I would go see tenant. I would be excited to see tenant in that type of the, the situation. With, with drive-ins is the same problem that phased them out to begin with. If the screen is too big, 
that means that in, it's a larger range of visibility, which means urban areas are going to be a liability in terms of turning a profit. I'm not going to pay for a ticket if all I got to do is be a block away to see that giant screen. Okay. You know, and so not how for are nothing, you going to hear? They go, bro, you think that they, we don't find a way to hack some stuff? Come on, son. You know black people are brilliant when it comes to that kind of thing. You worried about, come on, you don't know my people like I know my people. My people would have hotwired some stuff with a couple paper clips, a tube sock, some duct tape, and a prayer. Come on, dog. But the other point is people don't – people are, have not shown the discipline widely to social distance. There was supposed to be a, um, a drive-in concert in the Hamptons this past weekend. And people got out of their cars and rushed the stage. That's true. Because they were enjoying themselves. So while the, the odds of that happening in a drive-in movie capacity are slim to none, it still is a gathering of people, a gathering of people who have not shown beyond a shadow of a doubt that they have the wherewithal to be selfless for a minute and put on a mask. You know, I'm so weary about people trying to get groups of folks together right now just because it's hot and everybody's bored and frustrated with being in the house like even though comic-con at home didn't have the dazzly parts that we're accustomed to especially in the way of of trailers and such Mm -hmm. like that's got to be the safest way to do it oh yeah otherwise you're putting everybody at risk for extremely selfish reasons oh no doubt no doubt unless they're giving out covid tests at the door like okay here's your badge (laughs) boop great you can come on in here yeah, we even. Oh that. no, let me get you. Let me boop. Okay, that's under an uh, acceptable amount. Here's your badge. Even then, you still have to limit the number. But um, yeah, that's all right. Because Tenet will be on Plex by by the time it's done international. By the time that first show on international is done, it'll be on Plex and it'll be on every streaming service that you can find. The well, only way you could run a convention right now is if it's done in the same way that they do, like, scheduled groups for um, museums and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, your your badge is for a certain time slot, and you have the... Uh, that means that they can regulate the amount of people who are in that time slot. It gives you space in a convention setting to, like, be socially distant and do what you want to do and, and all that fun stuff. And then when that time is up, that like, the con itself would have to pause so that it could rotate out. It's time-consuming, but... You know, that's that's part of it. We wouldn't be in this situation if people just stayed in the house and left their mask on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Another thing. America. America. You know, the, if, if the medicine sucks, you know, if the cough dress, the cough medicine sucks, maybe your behind shouldn't go out the house without a raincoat. Another <laughs> another thing that happened at Comic-Con, it appears there was a Keanu Reeves sighting, sighting ladies and gentlemen. Keanu Reeves was all, well, not all over, but he was in two panels at the uh, Comic-Con from home. He was, there was a 15-year retrospective of his, I guess, cult classic film, Constantine. Um, uh, First of all, I didn't think 15 years was that celebratory of a year, but, you know, hey, whatever. When in Rome... um, so people were celebrating. The last time he had that many lines. Okay. Uh, my man Keanu Lil. I'm not Ooh. wrong. You can be mad if you want to. I'm not wrong. 
I mean, look, we'll have this discussion later because we I'm already, not got, wrong. We already, got, we already got beef wrong. about they live. Like, she's not. A lot of his leading role stuff, he's not, limited. Constantine was probably the last film where he had more than 20 minutes of dialogue scripted for him. Yeah. Matrix. Matrix trilogy. Before Constantine. That was all before Constantine. Yeah, I was about to say Matrix was before Constantine. He was, he was younger. Um, and you can't say the John Wick movies because he don't talk much in the John no, Wick. He's a beast in the John Wick <laughs> movies, but he ain't talking. <laughs> After they kill his dog, he shuts up and lets yep, his bullets do the talking. Gotta go. Guns. So, Lots of guns. Yeah, pretty much. That's his line in every freaking movie. But um, so they were representing. Which I'm okay with. Which I'm okay. They were a retrospective of Constantine, and there appears. That there is going to be, I don't know, who knew they were looking for it, another adventure with Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? I did see that trailer. Yeah, yeah man. Yo, they released that trailer earlier I, this year. I, w- I would go watch that. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about that for a while. I, I am all about films with Keanu in them where he doesn't take himself seriously. Mm-hmm. Right? So Bill and Ted is his wheelhouse. I am all about... Uh, and, and not for nothing, I'm more excited for... Oh, geez, what's his name? Oh, the... I'm hyper for Ted. The other guy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. That's a shame. That's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. The other boy. Well, he hasn't done a lot since then. That's what you no, got. Yeah, you can't... It's not like you're trying to be rude about it. He hasn't done a lot since Bill and Ted. Like, what have you seen him in since Bill and Ted? Uh, he might have been on an uh, episode of Law and Order SVU. I'm not sure. Alex Winter. Exactly. That's what I mean. Alex Winter is the is the is the guy's name. The movie is Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third installment in the Bill and Ted film series uh, that will be released simultaneously in theaters and on video on demand in the United States on September 1st. Go, Kennedy. Yes. Um. Alex Winters might not have done anything be- since Bill and Ted because that's because he was a child actor. He was doing stuff before uh, Bill and Ted. Up. He was in Lost Boys. Okay, so put some yeah, respect I remember he was on in that. his name. Yeah. Um, also, th- I got one gripe, and I'm thinking it might be just be something that they didn't put in the trailer to kind of entice you in to go see something. I don't know. I was a long behind trailer, and usually when the trailer's long, yeah. <laughs> 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 Indicator. Mm, mm, um, that's the move. I was like, all right, I, I, I'll watch this. Maybe I as have. they were assembling their righteous band, I guess their post-apocalyptic band or whatever their the mission of the whole movie is. They were pulling musicians from all over time and history. So they pulled like Tchaikovsky and, and stuff like that. I ain't see no black people though. You're not gonna sit here and 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 make a, a time travel movie about rock stars and not include no black people, no mm. black people. Uh, All right. Yeah. I don't know why that would surprise you. Because in the slightest. It, be, because because as as much as it shouldn't surprise me, we have to stay surprised about that kind of stuff. Otherwise, we become desensitized to it and we stop looking for ourselves in the media that we consume. We stop looking for ourselves in history just because they choose to erase us from it. F that. I'm not surprised, but I, I, I am at the same time. Like, Yet uh, you would watch the movie. I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I ain't paying for that. If I, if I was a date, I mean, whenever dating happens, <laughs> yeah. I, I would uh, I would go. You let him pay it. for it. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby, I want to see that. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa, that's already too many things. You already saying too much. <laughs> you already capping them up. You ain't there's there's babe in there. There's an ILY in there. Ho 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 ho. Oh, Here's my thing with Bill and Ted. Here's my thing with Bill and Ted, and, and I just like the rest of you. Am a huge fan of uh, Keanu Reeves as as well. I whoa, who the rest of y'all? Oh, that's what he meant. Okay, I like this. Then let me speak for myself. I like Keanu <laughs> Keanu Reeves. You're, you're cool with me. I, 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 I enjoy him. I don't. You know, no. Is he the greatest actor in the world? No, but he's a guy that smartly stays in his stuff. lane, and by every. Um, every metric that you hear, every interview that you that you read, and by every word on everybody's lips, he is one of the most gracious and nicest guys in Hollywood, and most and most charitable. So, so I got nothing but praise for 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 Keanu. And but when I look at this movie, I see. Uh, when I what I see is Jim Carrey returning to Dumb and Dumber. That's what I see. I see a sequel that is maybe what 10, 20 years too late. And it just it looks very strained and just But but that's the power of Keanu. Right. That's the power of not needing to be talented to be popular. Right. As, as long as he's in it, people go and go see it. So it doesn't matter if it's good or not. They just want to make the money. Yeah. And they know that he's going to be the one to put butts in the seats and not Alex Winter. All right. I, I, I don't know. if the, I don't know if he ain't going to put my butt in the seat to see him uh, oh, put in that people, wig again. People, people, people love him. True. I don't know why. He's a great person. Right. But artistically, I don't understand it. I just I just don't get it. People love him. They think of Tom. They think of John Wick as like a theatrical masterpiece for some reason. And will argue you into the ground if you dare to raise any like viable point against it. So people are devoted. Huh? There, there isn't one. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's, it's magnificent. It's it's it's. Terribly absurd. It's it's one of the worst things that could have ever been put to print, but they don't care because it's it's got guns. Okay, Whoa. all right. You, you two are you two are obviously on North and South Pole with that, but that's God, fine. Popcorn ready. This is about to be exciting. Listen, Baba Yaga. That's all I need, man. Yeah, I don't even I don't even I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what you just said to me, but people boogeyman. love that. People Baba love Yaga that. is the Russian boogeyman, the Russian idea of the boogeyman. Like, mm-hmm. No, I know what the Baba Yaga oh, is. Okay. I couldn't. Yeah. Under, was that how he said right. it? That, no, that wasn't. He never said it. It was how they. Uh, how like, the, they call the him? The various Russian criminals kept saying it. Oh man! It's funny because Baba Yaga is actually a Russian wish. Exactly. Russian wish. If you read fables, you know you would know that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I. Or agree. Hellboy. I'm not saying right. that I agree with Kennedy and her her opinion about uh, John Wick. But what I will say, Randy, is, again, your opinion is suspect because on our chat today and the people in the, and, and 
do show how the sausages is made to the people listening at home. You said that in the movie They Live, a certifiable cult classic starring Roddy Roddy Piper, I will give you that. Um, mm-hmm. But you said that that movie has the best one-on-one fight scene hands down yeah, ever. it does. Because it, it honestly looked like they were. It took these two dudes and were like, go beat each other up. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't. It, it looked like they were like, all right, you guys need to go beat each other for five minutes. Go. And they just beat the hell out of each other for five minutes. Yeah, right. That's all I that, that that for me, it was it was it was so perfect because it wasn't really like choreographed and you know, not everybody had like perfect moves and all. It was just these two uh you know, randomly beefy, one kind of chubby guy beating the hell out of each other for five minutes and take it and they were cheating and they were just biting each other and that per, that was perfect. I'm like, all right, cool. That that if, if this if this if that were a, an if they were an actual thing, that's what the, that's what it would look like. Those two guys beating the hell out of each other. You know what that is called, Randy? That is called Amazing. World Wrestling Federation. I was about to say it sounds like the nineteen eighties. That sounds like a that's all anime. that was. That is oh, all that was, dog. No, it wasn't because it was on like freaking concrete. <laughs> Oh, please. Okay, then it was ECW. (laughs) Then it was ECW. That's all that was, dog. She rest in peace. I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not knocking the movie. It's a cult classic, but it but it it's first of all, it's a cult classic. That is not a good movie. It's just something that that people have grown to love. There's lots of bad movies that people have grown to love for whatever reason, and they they've pulled out the the some sense of quality for them in it. You know what I mean? That's almost the the definition of a of a cult classic in most in most cases. But that fight scene is not that great. All right. Tell, 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 tell you what. Tell you what. You can save all this for the Michelle mission. How about that? Let's get back to Comic Con at home. Well, it's not a phone, it's not a black movie. Let's 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 get back to let's get back to Comic Con at home. It wasn't a black Me. movie. You can, we, let's you do that. It. But it wasn't a black. No, movie. no, no. I said what I said. It wasn't a black movie. I, I said what I said. She said I, keep it pushing. Isaiah. Isaiah. I forgot. Kennedy's here. I can't talk about movies. So let's go. We're going to talk about Zack Snyder? <laughs> Ooh. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for yo, the Snyder Cut. Yo, my man is doing it for free. For free. Oh he's not getting paid at all. Well, that's because he's already cashed the checks. I want his editing the stuff that he has to go back and do. He said it's all he's doing it all for free. Dude, he's yeah. already cast the checks. He was paid was for the, the movie. Everybody didn't cast the checks. He don't have to do it. Everybody already cast the checks. He was paid for the movie. So yeah, I, so it was Ben. So so it was Henry. Anyway, anyway. So yeah. the Snyder. It, the, the, here's the thing. He, Zack Snyder, is at Comic-Con at home. He's talking about the, the Snyder Cut. He released some, uh, a clip of Superman in a black costume that probably yep. got Randy all wet. Um, yep, yep. And he's talking about like how he's not going to use any of the footage that Joss Whedon shot for the movie. Um, and Snyder Cut. In the Snyder Cut, hence it's going to be fully the Snyder Cut. It's going to be released on HBO Max 2021. Okay, great. 
Uh, he's talking about it still may be about four hours long. I don't know what he's smoking. Um, I'm with it. I'm with it. Totally Dude, with there's it. no that, reason for any movie to be four hours long. It was supposed to be two movies. That's the point. All right. That's well, the point. It but, was supposed to be two movies. But nobody's going to sit and watch a four-hour one. Everybody sat and watched Hamilton. Hamilton wasn't four hours. Did they? It was, it was close to three hours. You know what? And Hamilton went kind of quick. I ain't going to front. But then you got like movies like Lord of the Rings and like other things like right. That. People sit there and watch yeah. Lord of the Rings for like yeah. hours on like, end. People, yeah. will, people will sit there and watch it, but it's just yeah. up to the viewer how interested they are. That's how. That's what yeah. it's going to be. They got so, a pause button, so you pause it. You know, for right? for, for four hours, there needs. To, if you're going to do an old school move like that and make an epic length movie, you need to put an intermission in it. Ben Hur right. and Gone with the Wind and uh, National Velvet were all films that made, were possible in the theater because they had a, I don't know, a two minute intermission so you could run pee, refresh your popcorn or something. You can't right. expect mm-hmm. people to sit still for yeah. four hours. That's Tell that absurd. To Peter Jackson. Tell that to Peter Jackson then. <laughs> well, because he did it. He's right. Oh, she did it. He did it. Well, first of all, Peter Jackson released films that were a little over two hours, some of them close to three. And then when they were released in home video, they were like about four or five hours long. Yo, who is this I'm about to stream on? I'm about to stream on. Uh, Somebody says, stop with the Snyder cut. He was a problem with the DCEU. We're begging for a phone-blown, uncut Snyder mess. It won't even look good because it's largely unfinished. Well, first of all... They're finishing it! Oh, my God! You know what? Okay. Oh, we can't we okay, talk about movies because Kennedy's here. I'm about to get my address out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's got nothing to do with me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to give out my address. There's a whole bunch of street outside. Brandy, <laughs> you have a home now. You're good. Good. All this street outside that people can see me in. All this street outside. It's a two-way street. All I'm saying, the person does make it does have a an argument to make. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Just the fact that it won't be this largely unfinished. They're finishing the movie. No, the, the <sighs> argument the argument is that he has been hit or miss in his movies. Man of Steel wasn't a bad movie. Where do you see that? He says he was a problem with the DCEU. So I'm talking about the movies that he's done already. Man of Steel wasn't a bad movie. BVS wasn't a good movie. And what he did, what parts we saw of his of Justice League, honestly, to me, didn't look all that good either. You know, I'm fascinated by I'm fascinated by what that the idea that when Len says it's not a good movie, it's officially not a good movie. Oh, oh, that's real cute. I noticed that too, Randy. That's wild. Oh, that's crazy. That's some. Hold up, let me make a note. That's something that should be observed for science. Wait a minute. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's like science. Go ahead, say it again. They don't change <laughs> over there on you, Len. It, it became fall with all that shade. It's just crazy. I, no, I, I, no. Then he and I have had this discussion multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. What? Like for for whatever reason, once you've decided you don't like a movie, it's a bad movie. 
Hold up. I think I got this in my note somewhere. Wait a minute. Which I find fascinating. First of Wait all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not, Hold now, on. Now, I will, I will, I will, I, I will agree that you, you, having acted, you know, probably have the most insight in that. I'll, I'll give you that. I will give you that. That is, that's 100% true. But. I that's crazy because that, I acted too, but somehow my opinions on movies don't mean nothing to Len either because, you know, it's Len's opinion. I'm interested in all of your thoughts today, Randy. I really need you to just keep talking. <laughs> that's what I need. I'm going to take all these notes. I didn't say that because I, I didn't say that it is a bad movie because I said it was a bad movie. I'm saying that the consensus of critics and if the Twitter sphere, the, the 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 zeitgeist out there is that BVS was a bad movie. But how many times the critics said it was? Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's a very fair statement. Yep. How, how many times critics have said the movie was bad, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's, it's pretty decent." How many? How times many times people- have critics said the movies were good and they were? butt cheeks bro right like, that's why i don't listen to critics that, that's yeah. what the critics that's are there why just there's, to, that's why there's a just there. score and a fan score now and and not for nothing um critics are being uh, their quotes are being taken out of context right yeah. they're all quoting oh this is great in the visual capacity because it's industry standard for things to be visually amazing now like if your movie isn't dazzling visually visually then what are you doing with your money at this point, the standard is no longer, oh, this is a quality film with quality performances. It's how pretty is it? Do I feel pretty watching this pretty? Because if it's pretty, I love it. Okay, then let's go about around the people in this room. Dante, was yes. Batman v Superman a good movie to you? The yes. theatrical cut? Yes. Okay. Isaiah, was Batman v Superman a good movie to you? The theatrical cut? All right, so the one in theaters. Um, no, it it hurt my feelings. There were good <laughs> moments, but overall, no. Kennedy. Nope. <laughs> okay, so the consensus in the room is that Batman v Superman was a bad movie. Is okay, that good but, enough for you? But, well, hold but, on. The movie but Randy's so- statement still isn't wrong, though. That's Just fair. because yeah. this is applicable doesn't mean that he's not wrong. But that's all I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So you fully admit to being a movie snob. You just want to be clear that you're not wrong in this particular instance. Oh, well, yes. I, I'll give it up and I'm a movie snob. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all we wanted to know. Thank you. That's appreciate all you. That's yeah. all I appreciate you. We can move on. The extended cut of Batman vs. Superman was far better, though. I, I say that. It was better. But the theatrical cut was not. Fiona says BVS wasn't my cup of tea. Just saying. Yeah, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's not for everybody. Not every movie is going to be for everybody. Like, I enjoy Shoot 'em Up. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoy oh, Shoot 'em Up, too. Oh, that right. movie was is- butt cheeks, bro. What are you oh, doing? I like that movie, too. See? Oh, oh my God. Wait, how can you sit? You eat a carrot, you get good eyes, and you start shooting. What, what Kennedy? Up. What Kennedy? Nope, I'm not getting my blood pressure up for this. Nope. Oh man! I'm not saying it's the world's greatest movie, but I enjoyed nope. it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. It, the, it's the sheer magnitude of the inconsistencies that hurts my brain. So I'm just gonna leave it. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it. Okay. 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 Yeah. We're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave it because we, me, all of us, could go all day yeah. citing yeah. movies with one another, especially, <laughs> especially me and Randy and Kennedy, who have 
all each of us gotten in arguments about various movies over the years. I mean, which is why I've been trying for the past minute and twenty seconds to keep pushing. But you know, go off. Well, I was trying. Anyway, next, I, w- I wanted to go to Zack Snyder because for Dante and Isaiah and all of them, we've we've gone there. You're listening to WPPM LP one hundred six point five FM, Philadelphia, Philly Cam. We're having a good time. Comic-Con at home. We're reviewing it, ladies and gentlemen. Was it a success? I don't know. You be the judge. We're talking about some of the things that have happened there. One of the most successful panels that happened there, this will be of maybe interest to Kennedy. I don't know how much, whether or not she checked it out. There was a Star Trek Universe panel at Comic-Con, which was very well received. While there wasn't any uh release date for the third season of Star Trek Discovery. Um, they released that though. Hmm? Yeah, they told us what the release date is. Mm-hmm. Oh well they, they they didn't at the at the con? At the oh, con. Okay. Yeah. At the con. Yeah somebody mentioned that on Twitter. They were pretty upset. They were mm-hmm. like, well how do you have this big Star Trek universe panel but not mention the the next you know next season when it's going to start up in October for Star Trek Discovery. And the reason the reason why for a lot of that stuff is because these things were um, pre-recorded, so they were recorded like weeks ago. So who knows whether or not the date had been set at that time? And was it the oh 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 I see what you're saying. Like the panels were, and then two, um, most of these panels. Because of the nature of the internet, they didn't want to blow their big reveals on something that was pre-recorded. They wanted to do it something that was in real time. You know right. what I mean? So uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that strategy, but that's was their thinking. Um, I mean, I can understand it. Disco is set to premiere. Disco season three is set to premiere October fifteenth, right. uh, the week after Lower Decks concludes. That. Uh, launches on the 6th. So there's going to be 23 straight weeks of Trek starting August 6th. Right. And they they talked about uh, Discovery. They had some, you know, they had a panel with a lot of the stars on there talking about how they're excited for the third season of Discovery. I'm excited for it as well. Uh, But like just Kennedy um, alluded to, first, we're going to get the first, well, the second Star Trek animated series but the first one that is a comedy star trek lower decks y'all that looks interesting it I've, looks good i've seen it i've seen the first i've seen yeah, i've seen it i i can't talk about it so if those of you who are watching <laughs> can see my face you'll know how i feel but it looks uh, really good lower decks is Rockstar, yeah, it looks, Rockstar. It looks good. It's gonna change everything. They showed a couple of they uh, they showed us uh, a couple of scenes or a trailer. I know they showed a scene. They may have put together a trailer for Star Trek Lower Deck. It's going to be an animated series that is going to be drop on CBS All Access. Um, and like Kennedy said. It, I think it, it actually drops in a couple of in August sixth. August sixth, yeah. right? Yeah, next week. Next yep. week, um, and it looks it looks good. It, it's not set on the one of the ships that we know, but it's no. set in the time right after Nemesis. 
Um, so it's, it's setting that that wheelhouse between Nemesis and Picard, uh, Star Trek Picard. So, um, and yeah. the trailer, if I if it led to be, to believe, is a starship that actually has a a black female captain. If Yo, I, I literally can't talk about it. All I can say is that it is a rock star of a show, like start to finish. And if you happen to like Star Trek, like if that's your thing, then it's hilarious on top of it. The sister from Space Force is actually the black female character in Lower Decks who, um, in the scene, yeah, in the the scene that they show is really, it's it's really funny. She breaks out like a bat lift and, um, it's, it's insane. wild. She's drinking. It's I think, wild. I think so Romulan ale. I think she's drinking in the scene. It's it really, really looks looks funny. It looks it's, good. Uh, it's and it just just logistically, like re- taking the the fandom core part of it out of it. Like it's just a well done show. You know, it's just a lot of it is fan servicey, but. Once you get past some of the the references that they make, some of the "Hey, this is for the fans" right. kind of reference, um, it's it's just like every other space thing we love. Ship captain crew, let's survive in these extreme conditions. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Uh, Tony Newsome, as you said, it's going to be playing Ensign Rutherford uh, in the show. No, Tony Newsome is Ensign Mariner. Oh, Rutherford I'm, is played by a, a Latinx person. Oh, I, okay. I'm sorry. In the in the in the uh, article I'm reading, this it's the show which set, is, takes place on the USS Cerritos. It, it yep. says that she plays Ensign Rutherford. Uh, I excuse Ain't me. Wrong. Then then and it shows <laughs> that Jack Quaid is playing a Ensign Bomir, the ultimate Star Trek. Starfleet nerd, who is by the book as possible. Boimler. Noah Wells plays Ensign Tendi, who's excited by everything. And Eugene Cordero's, ah, that's where you go. Eugene Cordero's Rutherford, a cyborg, is the guy you want on your trivia team talking about every single ship that's ever been in the galaxy or beyond. So I I can't wait for that show. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, And I think... Even I, I'm, I don't know if they set a date for this. They are also are going to be launching Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is another Star Trek live action series uh, that stars the first uh, crew of the Enterprise, captained by Christopher Pike with Spock and the first officer number one who stayed behind in the 23rd century in Star Trek Discovery after... Uh, Warping into the future. They now get their own new show. Strange New Worlds will be set on the USS Enterprise a whole decade before James T. Kirk took control of the bridge. Um, And that's pretty much all that we know from the nuggets dropped by producer Alex Kurtzman. Um, So Star Trek is off and running, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that show is also going to be on CBS All Access. Um, I think... CBS All Access is locked into. They they are realized that the reason people are signing up for that streaming service is Trek. 
It's Trek. Because I mean, ain't nobody watching Blue Bloods like that. Ain't nobody watching Blue Bloods. Some people are watching The Good Fight, but they're not going to pay to watch The Good Fight. <laughs> not <laughs> just The Good Fight. You know? Maybe it was a good fight and Bones and some Trek. Okay, I might give you some money now. Yeah, but I ain't just going to pay for The Good Fight. Nobody cares about The Twilight Zone. So it, they really signed up. That's a shame. I heard people are really disappointed by that. You know what? I, I yeah. Twilight Zone is it's 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 just okay. I think it's one of those things that Jordan Peele, you know, always wanted to do, but you know, he's got his finger on a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think it's pretty much it's one of those deals. It's one of those deals like Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. Like, yes, you know, my name's above it, but you know, I just check in every once in a while, make sure the you know. Lights are still on. Lights are still on. Uh, I think that's what Jordan, Jordan Peele's doing with that. But people are signing up for CBS All Access for Trek. And uh, so far, the Trek shows have not not disappointed for the most part. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, people are still upset about, oh, I don't know how behind people are on Discovery, but something happened in season one that people are still upset about. Um, so I can understand with that one. I, I still like it past season one. Uh but yeah, that's the only major qualm I've heard about this. I don't want to say next generation, but <laughs> this new generation, let's say, of um, Trek shows. Of Trek, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got something for the old fans with Star Trek Picard, which will be coming back. Emphasis for a on the old fans, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which will be coming back for a second season as well. Yes. Uh, and they had, they it, got to. You're not gonna personally invite Whoopi Goldberg to come back and not do season two, baby. Like, <laughs> what's good? Uh, somebody says not really looking forward to the that's not Spock show, but Discovery was good. So, Discovery was good. Discovery was very good. Um, and I liked that Spock. I so- liked him a lot. I, I actually enjoyed that Spock. I actually enjoyed that Spock better than uh, Jeremy's sis. No, not Jeremy. Zachary Quinto. Zachary, Zachary um, in the in the movie Spock, and I didn't mind him in the movies, but I liked the one on Discovery more. Um, I feel like they're two different Spocks, two different universes. True, but you know, I was definitely like, "Who is this dude? <laughs> and why are his legs so beefy?" Inquiring minds want to know. Spock was Spock wasn't built like that. Hold on now. Let me talk to you for a second. He must have been. I don't know. Homeboy was doing squats, Hungarian deadlifts, this month. Someone bicycles. I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am not a big Pike fan, so that's why I'm not really hype about uh, Strange New Worlds. But I am interested to see more from number one. Mainly because there was a whole arc for that character that got abandoned after the pilot yeah. in the 60s. So it'll be cool to see it happen. And I liked what um, Rebecca Romaine has done with the character on Discovery, too. So Even though she wasn't given much to do, um, but she did. She she wore it very well. I, I, I actually liked her as well. Um, you know what sold me on, on her as number one? And it wasn't, it's a shame it didn't make it into the episode. It was one of the short tracks. They were caught in, an L, in a turbo lift. And oh, she really? got to, like, open up a little bit. And you got to see not only, like, the character 
mm-hmm. as like be fully realized. But you also got to see Rebecca Romaine flex, like homegirl flexed. She said, yeah, I might have slid bear coochie out under a door for y'all. But let me show you what kind of acting skills I got, too. So yeah. I was really like, wow, OK, Rebecca, you better come up. That, that that is good. That is is good because she's um, definitely a, a woman who hasn't been given a whole lot of opportunity to flex yeah. as an actress. So it's nice to see that when given that she can uh, stand and you know hold her own. Like uh, I said, it's a shame that was just a short. So I'll, I'll be hyped to see it for that, if nothing else. Yeah, me too. And I I myself I was a fan of uh, Anson Mount's portrayal of Christopher Pike. Uh, I actually enjoyed him. I I enjoyed him in. Um, Oh, what was that? He was in like this Western show on AMC. He was really good on, um, uh, I think, Hell on High Waters. It's not Hell on High Waters. It was something. Um, but he was really good on that show. Uh, so I've, I enjoyed him from the, from there. And I, and I enjoyed him as Christopher Pike. So I'm excited to see him. Definitely liked his Pike more than the, the pilot. I forget that actor as well. Oh, oh, the, the uh, Jeffrey Hunter, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I, and I, I still don't care about Pike. <laughs> like, I'll be real with you, but if Anson Mount's going to be Pike, I'll pay attention. You know, he brought uh, something He brought something to the role that I, I wasn't expecting. And I don't necessarily look for, you know, that down-home country type in, in every thing that I, that I watch. Um, and even though he brought that, I just... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, number one, all the way. We see. Someone mentioned I like the whole Abrams cast, just not the Abrams movies, especially Bones. Carl Urban killed it, but the writing really still. I give all Trek a chance. Yeah, Carl Urban was channeling the He really Stella. was, dude. I'm he, convinced. <laughs> Your boy he went to had, his grave, grabbed yeah. a couple of bones, and was yeah. rubbing them. I think he. Yeah. Yeah, he, it, he definitely had a, an altar in his room with candles lit 24-7 just so he could, like, make offerings <laughs> to the forest so that he could keep, you know, doing the daggone thing. Um, I liked everybody but Zoe Saldana in the Abrams cast. And that movie's like, like, it's, it's a, it's, that whole arc was like, Two out of the four movies were decent. That's like 50-50. That's not a good three. What you liked beyond? They did they did did they did they four did three or three? They yeah, did four. Three. It was no, Star Trek, three. it was Into Darkness. And then Beyond. And oh beyond. yeah, it was yeah. a three. Why did I think there was a fourth one? What am I thinking of? Oh. I don't know. I know there was always talk of them doing a fourth, and I don't believe they did yeah, a fourth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth one was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino, but who knows? Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah, Thank there, God. there was talk about that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was three, and I like I like two of the three. I like the that first. middle one was butt cheeks, bro. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Yeah, the middle one is it was <laughs> butt cheeks. You're not gonna sit here and tell me that out of the billion people, billions of people in India, you couldn't find an Indian person to play Khan. You had to pick the whitest of white. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I, did, okay. I did not agree with that casting at all, and, and no shame on the actor Benedict Cumberbatch. I like him personally, but but um, yeah, that was not that was not good casting at all. Uh, 
But two of the three movies, I really like Beyond. I actually really like Yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of Beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond was pretty dope. I thought Beyond was very good. Um, all right, so I, unless I missed anything, there, there like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of big things coming out of Comic-Con at true. home. And like we, we just talked about why that was. Um, there were a lot of panels, though. And there were panels on, of course, on diversity. There was also um, uh, voice acting panels. There were panels on how to adapt comics for the movies. So there are more like writing workshop type of things for people to, to sit and talk to some noted writers. There was a panel that looked at the LBGTQ uh, representation in horror films that I understand was actually uh, well received um, for the most part and to be fair a lot of these panels if you went to the Comic Con site before the weekend you could kind of like sign up for the panels that you wanted to see and a lot of these panels had it looked like at least registered attendees numbers that were in the hundreds so people were chiming in to to watch these panels or at least you know quote unquote online to watch these panels um but i just i i think the reason why at least as far as i've observed on the internet the biggest reason why this was not considered a a home run is one Like we said, these things were pre-recorded, which means they were edited, which means that a lot of the news were going to come out in the days after the con, you know, the Monday afterwards. And uh, two, because all in all, as much as you try to have a great experience, uh, you know, sitting there watching these panels, you're still sitting home watching the YouTube. You're not you're not having the fan experience you know what i mean you're not having that one-on-one connection and because these panels aren't live you don't have the opportunity for some spontaneous bit of mania or insanity or or whatever to happen at a panel that just makes a panel sparkle um i keep thinking about when we did the, um, you know, Kennedy Star Trek Into Blackness panel at, at the 50th an- anniversary of Star Trek in New York. And Kennedy put together a great panel, a fantastic panel, a fantastic, you know, slide slideshow presentation. She, she was on point. You know, the triples that were in attendance, we were there. We were adding our, our two cents and it made for a fun experience. But... That panel, as well constructed as it was, was not the success that it was because of us alone. It was because of the energy in the room. It was because there were 300, 400 standing room only people in that room watching and just energized by what was happening on stage they were feeding off our energy we were feeding off of their energy and that just makes the whole back and forth sparkle and i don't care how carefully you craft a youtube uh, presentation it's just not going to have that that same vibe it's, it's 
It just can't. We, all of us, we've known each other for years. We are great friends with one another. We can have inside jokes with one another left and right. Yet, as fun as it is to do these shows right here every Thursday and come on camera, this is nothing compared to when we're in the room together. Nothing yeah. compared. You, yeah, sure. you just can't compare it. And I, and I think the good thing for Comic-Con is that this wasn't as great a success because it means people will look forward to it next year. They'll look forward to the return of that one-on-one -on -one engagement with one another. That's my read on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. If, if you didn't think it was packed last year, man, wait till next year. And that's that's kind of... I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch Comic-Con at home. I had things to do, but that that's kind of part of the... Uh, I, I at least hope that they make some of that content available after the fact. I was right? still up people there. Are gonna, people are going to... I mean, I mean, when... God willing, you know, the world opens back up again and we're able to congregate in, in large spaces with large numbers like that. You know, I hope that they... I just think about the folks who, one, have, like, chronic illnesses and, like, physical disabilities who have difficulty being in spaces like that. Mm -hmm. um, not only gaining access to spaces like that, but being in spaces like that. Um, but also the folks who you know, are introverted and, and can't deal with that many people in one space at one time. You know, I wonder that I, I would hope that somebody would, would take all of that into consideration now because we're all forced to mm -hmm. and, and make some of that content accessible for folks, you know, after that weekend has been completed. Cause all, people are only going to upload their, their, their panel footage and their, and their pictures and their vids and stuff anyway. Right. But that's only as good as the phone that the person's recording it on and as good as the seat that they got. So if they all the way in the back, yeah, it's great to hear, you know, Rebecca Sugar and them talk about the next installment of Steven Universe. But if I can't see her, if all I see is a smudge, then I could have stayed home for this and not paid this kind of money. You know what I mean? Not yeah. put myself at a trample risk <laughs> for being in a room that's supposed to hold 400 people, but there's 5,000 people in here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, like everything else that's being reviewed presently with the shift in things, I hope that the folks who are running big conventions like this, you know, are mindful of the rest of the population. You know, the folks who aren't able to get out of the house and go. They want they're like, here, take my money. <laughs> it's not about not being able to afford it. It's about the accessibility level. So yeah. Think about it. I, I was just thinking about like if you because the, the the whole thing about like them like live streaming their panels, the whole thing that they were against is like like what you just said, Kennedy. They they're, they're worried about piracy and all that type of stuff, right? But um, if you live streamed your panel, right, and so put it that at a paywall or something. Well, either you put it behind a paywall. Um, but you know, this ways are every there. Of, of course, Dante is going to couldn't write a book about the different ways to get a, around a paywall. But um, and and even though there's there's going to be ways to get around a paywall, I think the average citizen is not going to do that. If the price is not that high, they're just going to say, "Oh, I'll give up the dollar ninety nine and I'll, and I'll do whatever." 
But even if it's behind a paywall, even if it's not behind a paywall, if you live stream a panel and everybody, everybody that's in the room, they can check out the panel. They can check out everybody talking and everybody that couldn't make it to the convention are are checking out everybody talking. That's cool. When it comes down to some exclusive thing that you want to be part of that panel, which nine times out of 10 is just footage. If you're live streaming it, the workaround there is one of two things. One, for your live stream, hey, this is exclusive footage, and you just put up the little banner that says exclusive footage being shown, and people just will sit there and wait for you to come back to the panel and see people all excited about what they just watched. You couldn't watch it, but you can hear them talk about it. Or two, what you could do, and this might even be more daring, is... When they show that exclusive footage, you flip the camera, and now your live stream is a reaction video. And yeah, you watch that's people, smarter. You you watch people react to the 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 live content. You know what I mean? So now you're not giving away the exclusivity. You're seeing everybody respond to it. How many of us haven't sat in front of YouTube watching reaction videos any freaking way? So. You're you're sitting feeding off of that. You're feeding off of that. It's a way of trying to bring people into the room without giving away your exclusivity. That might just, be just real. Sorry, real quick on that. So they do they do that like with D twenty three. They usually you know show like whatever Marvel movies coming out, and they just show it to the fans there. But somehow, some way, somebody's recording it when they're not supposed to, and it gets leaked online. So there's that, that there's you're gonna have those people where even if you turn the camera, there's somebody who's already automatically recording it and get ready to upload it once. But you done. can't but but that's that's your internal thing. That's that's you tightening up on your security. That's you getting some, you know, some 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 butt kickers in suits with the batons to go up there and patty whack these people and take them out of the room. That's what that's what's just gotta happen. Um you can't but you can't let that stop you from trying to give the majority of people the best fan experience that you can. Somebody in Facebook says the cons will be different, better for worse. I don't know. The Corona has changed so much. Maybe the media aspect will grow and not diminish the live event. But if the actors and creators start opting to just scream their appearances is going to hurt. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. It, it really just depends on where we are health wise in 2021 of whether or not that is a, a danger. I think. I mean, it, it ultimately calls into question larger issues, right? When, it, when you start talking about accessibility and who deserves to have access to certain things, be it spaces or references of thought, like it just opens up grounds to, to question this system as well. You know, if, uh, if I'm ultimately going to be paying to see the movie, do I need to pay to watch the trailer? <laughs> Like how much is too much? Mm, how, true. Like how, when are we going to put our foot down about the overtly uh, exploitive elements of of capitalism? Mm. Just a thought. Now's the time. True. True. Now's the time. Well, time yeah. to be subversive. Because uh, what's been happening so far ain't working. So back to the drawing board. We shall, we shall see. We shall see how it all uh, plays out. I think that 
you know, to myself to say that it wasn't a success, I think is unfair. I think what they, they took a situation, they tried to make the, the best of it. And, um, you know, it, and, and, and and it was what it was. Uh, could, could things have been done, been done differently? Sure. But let's face it. We are all in a first time for almost everything that we're doing right now. So, um, a lot of people are like learning on the go and it could have, and it could have been just as easy for them to just say, uh, we're not going to do any comic con and just see y'all in 2021. So the fact that they did try to pull something together for the fans and they did make it free. So they, um, it stands to reason they may have actually done this at a bit of a deficit. Um, is not to be, you know, that's no, no small thing. So. There was a, uh, I don't know if you saw the, uh, there was a panel uh, was, uh, hosted by, uh, what's this guy, a guy named Patrick Reed, uh, that moderated and created a panel with uh, hip hop and comics, cultures combining. Um, this dude uh, on his website, God Hicks, God Hicks Geeks, uh, did a review of the panel. Um, and one of the, the really interesting things that he brought up um, he was talking to uh, David Walker had mentioned that uh, he was talking about how in many ways hip hop and comics came from the same space from the margins of society and they had both been viewed as as, as lowbrow and having risen to the heights of popularity uh, and a truly global reach um, and it, it's funny because when you know not even not even 10 years ago, five years ago, you would have never heard this mentioned uh, at at San Diego Comic-Con, you know what I'm saying? But much less many cons in general. You know, for the most part, with a, with a lot of cons, it's a very extraordinarily white space. So for San Diego to kind of get on board with something like this, um, and like MERS was on the panel and Farrell Marsh was on the panel, and you know a lot of the, a lot of these hip hop cats that have been you know comic book people for a very long time, but a lot of people didn't know it, right? Because for whatever reason, it wasn't something that you know you could be out there. The same thing that DMC was telling us, um, you know, when we interviewed him, how like a lot of the stuff that you know people that he knew, he, he didn't really have, he said he didn't really have to go through it because he was a big dude and he didn't really care. But a lot of cats that are sort of into comics that don't feel like it's you know for the longest time didn't feel like it was a, a thing they could be into to be viewed as cool you know suddenly now there's a there's a comics and hip-hop panel at arguably the biggest comics event of the year like for me i'm i this is just one more reason why i'm mad i didn't go because i would have waited outside just for just for this panel just for this one and they were talking about the uh, the the Fantagraphics Hip Hop Family Tree, John, that uh, Ed Pitzner did. Ed Pitzner, Pitzner, right there. How do you say it? Yeah. Um, Pisker. About Ed Pisker. 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 That's right. I always, I always miss it. <laughs> Pisker, you uh, broader. Um, and then like there, uh, David Walker was talking. He's doing a uh, he's doing a Black Panther Party graphic novel. You know what I'm saying? And it's just the kind of stuff that wouldn't have happened. 
you know, 10 years ago. And now like suddenly just, just the fact that San Diego is on board with something like this, it, it, it says something about the times. Definitely says something about it. Well, yeah, it says something about the time that they read the writing on the wall and they said they better catch up. Catch up to New York Comic Con and Baltimore Comic Con, which have already been kind of like featuring panels just like this for the last few years, actually, and yep. putting them front and center uh, in their in their uh, advertising. Yeah, there. I mean, I think it's great that, that 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 panel was there, and I think I think it's also great that that panel was as well attended as it was. Um, being associated with Comic Con from home, uh, there you can't help but be a little cynical about that, though, because if this was the Comic Con as is usually done in, you know, in 2020, how front and center would that have been in in a space where you know you would have had your regular balls to the wall trailers and stuff being thrown out there first and foremost um, on all the San Diego social medias. Um, and even, and even then as, as big as that is, there are some people who says who will argue that for everything that they did do, they didn't do as much for the independent creator, the independent uh, comic book creator, author, movie maker who make their life's blood going to San Diego Con Comic Con. You know, there wasn't any type of uh, virtual marketplace uh, set up, or if there was, it wasn't as highly publicized as the panels and or as equally or easily accessible um, as as the panels. So, you know, there's that aspect of it as well. So, you know, that's what I read when I hear about them shouting out for that for that panel. Great panel. Fantastic panel. Um, but it's a panel that I've, I've seen at New York a couple of years and probably even more attended and bolstered there. Probably. Oh. Anyone find it weird that they like they took away comments like you couldn't post or see or read any sort of comment on any of these videos. I thought that was like strange to me because like, especially if you're going to do Comic-Con from home, right. And people still want to have a connective experience to some sort of degree. If everything's already pre-recorded, the comment section is going to be like your community board. So like, to yeah. me, I thought that was something they, well, if things are not better by next year, they can just, Oh, Hey, Comments are allowed. That's all. Uh, you know what, though? Like, Devils in the comments. Yeah, yeah I don't know truly. if I need everybody in the comments. Like, you you know how many people would just... Because you because so many people... Yeah, you know, because so many people are are, are cowardly enough that they would never say any of that stuff to, to anybody's right. face mm -hmm. at a con. But mm -hmm. if they're sitting at home in their computer, they'd be like, I hate your stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. nah, don't like and then you've got to have somebody that is forever manning the comments on those panels because those panels were up. Once they go up, they stay up. So yeah. now you've got to pay for somebody to just be sitting there watching the comments, editing yeah. out all of the craziness. You know, oh, so it actually is more cost prohibitive to just say, nah, decide. Yep. 
Huh? Plus, if the conversation isn't live, then that that might, you know, be a bit of a not a hindrance, but definitely a factor into whether or not that conversation that that communal experiencing that you were referencing, Isaiah, yeah. would still be the same. Now, that being said, they should have had like a a Pinterest or I guess a Reddit or whatever kind of forum set up. Yeah. Yeah. For that, where it's specifically so that you know someone is there to monitor, like the old chat rooms, right? right. Like someone's in there, someone acts a little too out of pocket, you get them out of there. Um, and having that separate from the actual platform that you're viewing it on creates a little bit more margin for error in terms of that moderator catching. That's true. Whatever kind of hatefulness too, because I'm sitting here watching this now, right? If yeah. I have something I want to say about, I don't know whatever right that means i gotta go over here open another window find out where i want to and then chat and i'm run the risk of missing what it is i'm here to see in the first place so you kind of have to if if everybody i really feel like if everybody had to go through an extra step before saying what kind of inane foolishness came out of their mouth yeah the world would be better for it but oh yeah like when people actually had to go and get a pen and put pen to paper and write down something and then right. get a stamp and put it on an envelope. And then mm-hmm. by that time, maybe you've thought twice about the, the foolishness that was about to come mm-hmm. out. Or even, I mean, you're, you're assuming that people even know how to address an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> very true. That is very, very, very true. I, Isaiah, were you, did you have this part? I, I remember having, and this is probably like third grade, maybe fourth grade we got how to write all the the what would be considered like home ec Mm -hmm. stuff like how to write a letter um the different types of letters to write Mm -hmm. how to address an envelope um how to make out a check how to balance a checkbook did y'all get that in school or was that i don't know about how to balance it but how to write a check yeah and we definitely got the whole uh you know how to send a letter how to send mail and just like understanding your you know your post office systems and zip codes what did it actually mean i think that was probably around the same time around third or fourth grade for me too uh i can't really say about you know gen z and them because they're all digital i I just be wondering because those kids aren't even taught how to spell now oh no no they all know they all they know is omg lol that's all they know they're not being taught how to spell because all of their devices have autocorrect yeah yeah it does yeah. And or Grammarly or other sort of yeah, autocorrection mm-hmm. tools. Yeah. Which means if that behind is stuck somewhere and they phone die, how are you supposed to read? Yeah, yo, people don't even remember phone numbers nowadays. Oh, it's nobody like, remembers phone You no, very rarely phone numbers. I, there's only a few numbers I, I keep stored in here now. So like right. I know I know my dad's number. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. You, you want to talk I phone numbers? Families. Phone yeah, numbers. Yeah, you got it. No family's number. I know my dad's number. I know my dad's house number. I know my mom's house number. I know my grandmother's old house number. Here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. And Randy, I can use a rotary phone. Right. <laughs> Randy will co-sign with me on this one. We remember the the days before you had to put your uh, area code. Area code in. I yeah. remember those too. It yeah. was. It was just the phone number was seven numbers. Yep. No yep. matter where you were. I remember when the first two of those numbers was letters. Yeah. Yep. G E eight three three two zero, Germantown eight zero six four one. Yeah, that's different. Yo, that's different. You, yeah. yeah do you, that. All right. You, do you know why 
the phone numbers on movies and TV always started with 555? Because they were a part of some uh, backdoor broadcasting system that didn't have anybody in their service area. So if someone actually called them, they wouldn't have to worry about an actual person picking up. You've known us for too long, Randy. You told us this already. It wasn't that it was backdoor. Like, there was just nobody out there. Like, in the Klondike. So I said five, what I five said. Was KL5. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Did you also see... Um, Tom Taylor, the guy that wrote Injustice, uh, the first, uh, the original Injustice stuff, is doing something else. And so over the weekend, he started putting out these new, just uh, like these random tweets about a surprise thing that he's working on. And he put out the greatest image I've seen in comics in decades. Uh, it's a, hold on, we're going to, we're going to share this. So I, you guys got to see this. Wait, I don't know how to do this. Never mind. Essentially, <laughs> hold on. Bro, what the hell are you doing? I really have no idea how to do this. Bro, I got to really really share this. I don't know how to do this. Never mind. I'm going to draw you a picture. It. Wait a minute. Wait for it. Wait if for you, it. Right if you pull it up, you can share your screen. It's right there. I'm going I'm to wrap this picture right in bars. What? Right there. Boom. Oh, it's I saw it. Right oh, yeah, hold up, hold up. Let me except, except that what you don't realize, Randy, there you go. I was going to say the logo is, is blocking all of that. That is Tom yeah. Taylor. Uh, whatever new book Tom Taylor is working on, and it's Amazing Man Punching Hitler. And, you know, it, you, you, you've kind of made it as a comic character if there's a shot of you punching Hitler somewhere. True. So let's hope, it's a, hope that this is a, the thing for Amazing Man because that's a beautiful shot. That's the... the this is the first comic shot that's been a lock screen on my phone that wasn't a Superman thing. First one. I was oh, like, wow. all right, well, this this is amazing. All right, cool. I'm going to get this tattooed on my neck. Okay. Um, uh, so, question. Did anybody see the Hel uh, Hellstrom trailer? I, I, did. I did watch the Hellstrom, which is going to be a Marvel series on Hulu that is going to be dropping very soon. I just seem so confused because they didn't really explain it. Like it didn't give you like much to go by it. Oh. Well, the nope. trailer uh, shows uh, Damien Hellstrom and his sister. I forget his sister's name. That's what I Anna. thought. Okay, I was going to make sure it was. Is it Anna? Sister. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they're basically the, and their mother, who was kind of like locked in some kind of like right. asylum or something, and they're berating her because of some evil that she has let. Uh, uh, out onto the world is going to be like this Marvel horror series that is going to be on uh, Hulu. Um, yeah, I mean it looks it looks it looks yeah. It'll be only one season. Don't worry. It yeah, be I. Whatever. What it like? What is hell? I had to like uh, like watch a YouTube video just to like understand. Like, anyone want to give any more details about Hellstrom? Who who is? was the character Hellstrom? Let's go to yeah. the comic book Jedi, the Super Trouble, Randy. Damien Hellstrom was the uh, the son of Satan, and he, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the son of Satan, and for some reason he became a superhero. Yeah, like okay. he's been a bad guy and a good guy. And he's in every now and again. He shows up. Just so they don't lose the license to him, I guess. And he was a shirtless um, wonder that ran around with yeah, like yeah, uh, was, just a no shirt he, and a cape. Nope. And a cape, yeah. What? And has and one of those, no, he has like, a, don't forget the pentagram on his chest. He has yeah. a pentagram on his chest. Was it on his chest or wasn't like on his whole body? No, it was on his chest. It was okay. it was his whole yeah. Like the that's on Superman's chest, that was his that, that was, was his, his that's a pentagram on his chest. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
I'm a dang. Yeah, he, he shows up every once in a while in comics, like with the Avengers. He's like, yo, what you need me? Magic? All right, I'm is here. Is he in here Strike Force right now? I think he's in the book Strike Force right now, which is a he really weird team. It's like I, I yeah, I've been trying. I've been it's, mean to pick it's that up. like it's him, Blade, um Spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it USA USA team? agents on there? USA agent. It's it's a it's a bizarre team, dude. It, yeah. It's him, US agent, Spectrum, Spider Woman, um Angela from uh, from, that from, was from, from Spawn. From Spawn that yeah. came over to the uh, Marvel Universe and Winter Soldier. It's the weirdest weirdest team man i'm like well you can see marvel working very hard to to shine some light on a lot of the characters that are going to be featured in their phase four because you know you've got hellstrom on hulu so yes let's get damien make sure people know who damien hellstrom is get them back in face front in the comics blade is going to be a thing i think it's going to be released in 2022 uh yeah. we're from Hashala ali so let's make sure blade is still first and foremost on people's lips you got black widows eventually going to drop uh winter soldier and falcon is going to be dropping soon so they're trying all these people that are going to be phase four they want to put them up front and center that's that's what they do that's their marketing ploy and god bless them it's worked for them so but they did. They ruined Black Widow, though. That's the problem. They ruined the Black Widow movie before it even came out. How did they ruin it? Because they said Charlotte Johansson. Well, not that. <laughs> well, they, they said that, like they gave away a part in the movie, like basically, like just kind of like, why would you go see the movie now? Well, are you talking about the, because of where they said the the at the where it's set in the timeline? No, 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 no. This is something completely different the director that came out said i don't want to ruin it for anybody so that's why i'm not trying to say it. i mean it looked like omega or something whatever his name was omega red is in the movie it looked like no it, uh, omega, it's omega red. It's, uh, no it's uh uh Gasmaster and uh crimson shoot. avenger crimson not crimson, crimson avenger Dino. crimson no, uh, yeah it is crimson Dino. no no crimson Dino was not in there uh he's like the the russian version of captain america and i can't and i'm forgetting this dang blasted name right now uh, oh yeah uh uh, Jesus. Is it Crimson Avenger? It's, no. Mm-mm. No, that's the, that's the dude. He's a red guy. Okay. Anyway, it's not. Red that's Guardian. not the spoiler. That's not the spoiler. That's not the spoiler, though. No, it's not the spoiler. But it's just weird, like, where to go and take it afterwards. If this. If Kennedy this might be true. a little interested because that character, I believe, is played by uh, the gentleman that plays the new Hellboy. Okay. David Yarbo? Yes. Yeah. That's my boy. That's what he's playing the Hellstrom role? No, he's no, playing he's, he's the there. Crimson Guardian in the Black Widow movie. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll be in Stranger Things 3, so at least we'll be sure will. Role. That boy <laughs> running in Stranger Things 3. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, uh... The best thing about Stranger Things season two was um, Erica, she little homegirl, sister, yeah. little homegirl, little homie, yep. little homie talking real sense out here in these streets, doing real math in real time, running numbers off the top of her head because she a G. That was the best thing about Stranger Things too. Fair, fair. 
She was good. She definitely kept it together. Oh man. I I am Stranger Things. I it was good. I, I'm I'm over Stranger Things. I don't need to see that again. Thank you. Fair enough. I will. I will be watching. Um, it, and I don't knock it. You know, a lot of people like it. So God bless you. I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm finished. I'm hyped for Umbrella Academy season two. That's what I'm hyped for. I'm hyped I for that. S- I want to see my favorite celebrity hottie little brother, who's not got a big part in it, but I still want to see him anyway. <laughs> and that would be. Uh, that's Rainbow Sun Franks, uh, Cree Summers' little brother, little younger brother he plays uh one of the detectives in the umbrella academy oh yeah, um, yeah. but I- i'm just hyped to see where that will go um i was tempted to to read more of the series um just to hold me over but i, I just remember it being so different from what the the netflix version was and i'm like you know what let me just let me just watch this right the umbrella academy series will be here um yeah, yeah. i, I don't want to get the wires crossed because you can already tell there's um yeah there's a lot going on you know yeah Yeah. and the first season is kind of like a it's not a a pure melding but it's a a, there's a there's some of the second the second book of umbrella academy is kind of pulled into the first into the first season of the tv show so you, so you're right. Your wires might get crossed a little bit, but I think that after watching season two, the the comic book might be fun to go to because I I love the 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 series, but I I absolutely adore the comic book series, the comic book. I love the Umbrella Academy. That's fun, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the show. Can't wait for season two um, when I can sit and and marinate on that. I actually just I finished my binge that tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Transformers yep. dropped today too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Transformers: The War for Cybertron. Brandon Easton, man. Big up to that guy. Yeah, Brandon Easton, uh, Triple Called Quest. Um, Easily one of the most coveted triple designations in the whole yeah, history dude. of the nation. Yeah, he killed that. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I, I, I was speaking to somebody the other day. And um, inducting them into the Triple Nation, and like kind of like just going over the names that we had, and I and I name dropped Brandon Easton's Triple Call Quest, and they were like, "Oh wow, that's that's really a good one. That's really a good. I, I couldn't pull it off, but my God, that's a good one." I was like, "Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it is a great one. It is it is a great one. Trust me, we're all jealous of them. We're the original Tribbles, and we're jealous of him." Yeah, right. That's that's. But um, yeah, he's due for a return to the show. Um, you know, I should figure out if we did bring up something else too. The uh, the figure reveals weren't that great this year. They're, no, because I, I don't just, remember. Uh, I, yeah, yeah I, I there's usually at least one thing where I'm like, ooh, I want that. And Dante, did you see anything that was really mind blowing? So the only thing that. I, well, most people were excited about NECA and their turtles, and that was a whole fiasco in itself. And uh, the designer said some things that just kind of pissed you people, made people even mad, I should say. Raise your voice a little uh, bit, Dante. You, you trail uh, off. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, I think the big thing was like mostly like the Sentinel uh, reveal from Hasbro. That was the kind of like the big thing. That's their Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of explain. Three feet tall. It is. 24 inches tall, I think they said. 
24, 25 inches tall. I can't remember. So a little over two feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the the because the original Sentinel was was big for the three and three quarter figures. Yeah, it's right behind, uh, right behind me. It's, uh, it's right next to Galactus behind me. This thing, man. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, it, yeah, they went. The they went next level on this. Yeah, so it that was their big reveal, like their their Haslab project, kind of like a it's like a Kickstarter project for them. So, depending on how many people backed it, you know, that's it would get made. Uh, but their San Diego Comic Con reveal was something that they've been kind of hinting up to up to this point. So they're actually making a box set of the Hellfire Club, yeah, which was pretty good. Which isn't bad, but I I feel like had it been. I, don't know, I feel like if had it been a regular Comic Con, this it would be that would be a bit of a disappointment. No, actually, everybody's been waiting for this. Everybody's been waiting for a Hellfire really? Club. They've been waiting for Hellfire Goons. They've been waiting for a Hellfire Club. I'm just kind of disappointed with the figures that they're putting in there. I, not saying that they're not great. I just I would rather seen like the original Hellfire Club. Where's Mastermind? Like, where's the original club that was there? Lockjaw, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. Deadpool, tired Deadpool. Definitely. Maybe they didn't feel comfortable pushing product in a time where people are economically struggling. Are you serious? No, they no, 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 no. The Haslam for the Sentinel was three hundred and fifty dollars for one Sentinel. They have almost. That's obscene on. In regular circumstances, but when Sounds you got like people who are trying to figure out whether or not they're gonna eat or keep the roof over their head, oh, over they, the they, course they, of two months, they're like, keeping a sentinel in their house because it had yeah, right. twelve. It's, it's close to twelve thousand backers already for three hundred and fifty dollars for one sentinel, and that's not including tax that people may be charged on top of it. It sounds like people who could who can get good. it. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I'm a little and oh, the money, and the money's due August 24th. So you know people yeah. are scrambling to get that money ready. Yeah, I just I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> That's how now me? Yeah, right. I got four boys. <laughs> you got what? You got, I got four of them. Four, four of them bad boys. Wow. Yeah, I'm so that's why that's why there's a fire sale over here. He said that's why there's a fire. <laughs> He's like, let's go by. Come on now. Yeah. What you want for that Legion set? What's up? Nah, that Legion set stays. That, that That's a one-of-a-kind thing. <laughs> Theona Lewis says, less people are buying, let's charge double. It is yep. a shame. And yep. Gabe Peterson, uh, Gene Peterson, Gene. excuse me, does it actually <laughs> catch mutant figures? Exactly. For $350. Yes, it can. I need you to go out there and actually find me somebody. Like, who yeah, got for real. Asking. For real. Like, like when I wake up in the morning, just like a cat would have like a dead mouse at the door, there should be like a dead mutant at the door with just a, with just a sentinel sitting there licking his paw. That's what should happen for $350 for some damn action figure. I'm sorry. Actually, you know, in, the, in the case of a, of a, of a to scale sentinel, it would just be its eyeball peering at you from your door frame. <laughs> it just would like hold the figure. Like, <laughs> or leave it in your shoe, right? Exactly. Three hundred. Be like, oh, ew. Okay, this is moderate. Your worth is moderately acceptable now. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's, this is not as worse as it's Tommy McFarlane's Kickstarter. So yeah, that, right. 
that dude, he 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 got us on that one. I'm sorry, he he, he didn't get us. He ba- Why yo, does he Tom McFarlane need a Kickstarter? He does. His explanation is because his figure they won't carry his figures in the store. What stores? No stores are carrying anybody's figures. Target carries Spawn's figures. Target Target and Walmart do carry McFarlane figures. That's but they're the thing. sports. But they, no, they, they're they, not sports. He doesn't do the sports anymore. He oh, barely doesn't do the sports anymore. He but they only like carry a couple of his figures. They don't, and the more right. the more sanitized ones, if I understand, yeah. correct? Yeah. So, like Spawn from Mortal Kombat, they'll carry that one, right? But he's trying to make this statue slash articulated figure that doesn't work for us. Like nobody wants a statue figure. I like we want a Spawn that can actually move and or a, or a dope statue. Like don't, stop I don't want a statue. I'm saying stop trying to do both. A lot of the, I right. see what you're saying. Like a lot of the cool spawn figures that I have have points of articulation that they don't need because they're not action figures. Right. This is clearly yep. a display joint. So why do I have 35 points of articulation? Why can my spawn do this when all I need to do is stand? <laughs> Your helmet, oh, the boy it. can't stand. It's definitely on nope. one of these. Well, this right. one will stand. You're too happy to stand. <laughs> this one was stand, but has like he took away like the supposedly like the ab articulation that it had in it. He was like, "Oh, we couldn't do it, so we had to go. We had to fill in the whole mold of the chest." I was like, "Really? Because everybody else can do it, um, but you you can't." Okay, what? cool. That sounds okay. like so you just bait and switched us again. Hog swallow. And most of that money's probably going to the movie anyway. He's trying to get Jamie Fox. He's just trying to get Jamie Fox. He's trying to get this movie off the ground. That's well, he got blo- he got um um Blum- Blumhouse. Producing it, yeah. So he puts House- Jamie Fox as Spawn. Yeah, yeah Jamie. Yeah. Fo- yes. Jamie Fox is attached to the movie. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> He's trying to. Get, he got to get butts and seats. Spawn is yeah. not enough. The character Spawn is. I don't think is enough to get people to the seats in twenty twenty one, twenty two, whenever. Maybe, but Jamie Fox. We'll see. Ugh. I told you, Fox can act. He's a good actor. He, he's a good actor. I, I, I see what Kenny said. I don't see him as Spawn. Like, no, I don't, also, I don't care how figure, good he is. You also got to figure you won't see much of his face. Yeah, that's true. You know, he'll be Al for about ten minutes and get, you know, be hamburger, up and then yeah, you know, which which is why it, it's less important to have a face in that role. True, if but you got- you know, if the character is eighty percent shrouded, then. But, but what I need it. to see is face. But it's uh, about it's getting the name. It's not about his face. Yeah. It's about getting his name. Well, yeah. I should just go back to Michael Jai White. Michael no! Jai White. Michael Jai. No, 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 no. Who would you put? Who would you put? No, not Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White. I myself am fine with Jamie Foxx. Because just like Kennedy said, it's not about his face. I think he's good enough of an actor. He's a name that will at least put some butts in the seat. Maybe not all, but he'll put some butts in the seat. Um, and he, yeah, I'm fine with, I'm fine with Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Could you get somebody else? Sure. You could probably, if you could afford him and if he was interested, you could probably get, um, uh, we just talked about him. The guy that's going to be in tenant. Uh, I thought about him too. It needs to be somebody like Don Cheadle. I, would get I think Don's too old now. Yeah. Well, how do you? He's he's eighty percent and she's shrouded all the time. We're not seeing his face. No, but I but I think for the character of Al, he's right. he's too old. For when you're going to see his face, I think he's too old. 
Don Cheadle has looked a hard 36 for the past 20 oh. years. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he I said a hard 36 <laughs> now. Listen to me. He looking the hardest 36 <laughs> now. 40. Yeah, 45. <laughs> the Royce Hawkins. No. Royce He's not going to put butts in the seat. The Royce Hawkins. I, I, um, Kevin Atwater. I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter. It don't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Because at this point in, in, in the game, like, it's, it doesn't matter who's good for the role. All it matters is that's who I was thinking, Sterling K. Brown. It Ooh, matters who's going to put yeah. butts in the seats. And just because a person's popular doesn't necessarily mean they're good at what they do. Well, that's true. But Sterling K. Brown would be a great Al Simmons. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I would be fine that's, with that. Okay, that's Brown. the thing. You. For for characters like Spawn, for characters like Batman, you have to cast for the man out of the suit too, right? Batman's only going to be as good as his Bruce Wayne is, um, which is why everybody loves Keaton the way they do. Uh, so in this case, particularly, like, yeah, if you can get a body to fill the suit, that's great, right? And if you can get a body that. <sighs> I don't know. It just exhausts me. I, All right. I ultimately feel like the main reason why we have such a hard time casting a Spawn film is because McFarlane never fleshed out that character the way he should have been. So we're, we're trying to give the character the depth on screen that it never saw on the page. He Maybe. did have he did have depth. depth no, he know, didn't. I think he, he was the one. Tri- he felt out. very deeply about one thing, bro. One, one thing one tri- for 100 was- issues. <laughs> hey, you feel that way too? Yes. It, it, oh my God! That I stuck with that comic book for 100 issues. I was like, "Yo, are we ever going to turn the page?" Well, I yeah. did, and I said later, <laughs> uh, "We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen." But quick, uh, next week is August, and in August, ladies and gentlemen, we return for a month-long feature that we used to do every summer, and we're going to do it for the last month of the summer, and that is the top 10 summer. We've got a, a couple of minutes. Um, Let's see. Kennedy doesn't like top ten summer, uh, if I remember correctly. It, it, I, I could be wrong. Um, I didn't like top ten summer. Top ten month is a lot more digestible. Okay, then Kennedy, <laughs> I right. I turn it to you really quick, putting you on the spot. You've got one minute on the clock. Isaiah, set the timer. What will be our top ten topic for next week? You don't want that from me. Yes, we do. I'm gonna make everybody mad. Oh, oh, oh. Eight oh. You, you, dilithium crystals. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Five seconds. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Three, two. I said what I said. One. I don't All right. know. All right, then we go to the new guy, Dante. What will be our top ten topic for next week? It's hard because you've done a lot of top tens. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. But if we revisit one, it could be all new. We've got like eight, we've got like 20 new people on the on the damn show now. <laughs> right, uh, top 10 horror film. There you go. Top 10 horror films. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm okay with that. Seconded. Top 10 horror films. I like that. The top yeah. 10 horror films, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, next week on the Black Tribbles here live on Thursday night on WPPMLP Philadelphia on YouTube slash Black Tribbles and in our Facebook group at Tribble Nation. Like and follow us on all social medias at Black Tribbles. Write to us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of our fans and share your emails on air with all of our listeners. Um, 
Yeah, and find our podcast wherever podcasts be. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Doesn't matter. That's where you'll find the Black Tribbles. Uh, For the vacationing Master Tribble, the Uncanny Tribble, the Horror Tribble, for Dark Joker Zen Tribble, for the Super Tribble, for the Super Saiyan Tribble, for the Storm Tribble, this is the Bat Tribble triple saying please be safe be good to one another and as always in parting we say hailing frequencies close captain